What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your host, Andy. Today, we have a very special guest episode. Nick Scortino has lost 50 pounds in the last few months, and we think here on the pod that he has a lot of really good advice and takeaways that we can hopefully give to you guys, the listeners. Um, He's a very real, natural human being um, with a lot of, you know, uh, stuff going on in his life, a lot of things going on with school. And, you know, he, he's a he's an average Joe, we'll say an average Nick. Um, so Nick, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for coming on and being vulnerable with us today. But why don't you start off by by telling us about yourself? Thanks for having me, Andy. You know, um, so pretty much uh, a lot of this just kind of happened pretty much out of the blue. Um, I pretty much just stepped on the scale at one point and saw the weight that I once weighed, which was uh, 292 pounds. And when you, you know, almost weigh 300 pounds, it really puts a whole lot more perspective in your life. Like this is actually disgusting. And pretty much um, I decided to start using the Peloton because I hate running. It is not my, um, it's not my forte, not my go-to type of exercise or cardio or just anything. And pretty much what I decided to do was uh, start riding the Peloton. And what had happened was I jumped right into it. So basically, I started doing 30-minute classes right off the bat. And it was very tough to originally get into. But once I was able to, you know, get my body to, uh, you know, recognize what it was now doing, it started to become easier and easier. And then now I casually do 65 to 75 minutes of peloton exercise uh every day nice nice and i think that's a really solid background a really good base to um kind of take the rest of this this episode further um but the main reason why we're doing this episode today is that this goes beyond soccer beyond football right and there are so many people out there who want to play the beautiful game as as long as they can um maybe you know they played in high school or college they take a break and they want to go back to it and some people don't feel comfortable enough because of either uh weight issues or fitness and Nick's story is is actually really inspiring because I I think we said it on a on a previous podcast is when it comes to body recomposition and making positive changes it's about your habits, right? And it's about mm-hmm. your eating habits and your movement habits. Um, so what made you, like, if we kind of take those two, the eating habits and the movement habits, what made you specifically want to go on a on a journey to help fix those? Um, it was really just, I kind of, I needed, me personally, I needed to tell myself we need to make changes because... I was not eating great. I always pretty much felt like crap because I was eating so poorly. I was eating a whole lot of junk food, fast food or whatever. And then, you know, it builds up over time when you don't really exercise. And then what had happened was I, you know, just basically was like, I need, I need to make this change. I need to start doing something to help better myself so I can, you know, put myself, myself, my body, my mental health, my mind in a better state because it was just not great. And a lot, a lot of that has been too, I, this is probably the best I've eaten in like 15 years, 15 plus years. You know, I'm 25 and I have not really eaten that great 
my entire life. And now it's like I'm eating a whole lot more fish, protein, vegetables, uh, healthy carbs. I'm not, you know, going overboard with snacks and things like that. And when you start to do that, you do actually feel yourself get a little bit better when it comes to the exercising part. Cause now it's like, I can do 60, 75 minutes of cardio. No problem. Well, I mean, I sweat a lot, but <laughs> you know, that's going to, that's going to happen. And, um, but yeah, when you start to make those changes of your mindset and your food and your food intake and what you do, it really starts to show when you're trying to get yourself back into whatever type of shape you want to be, whether that is to uh, play soccer or just, you know, in life in general. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, now, l- let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's hear your five things, your five key adjustments that you feel like have helped you the most in this journey. Um, why don't we start with number one? What do we got? Number one is is the mindset. You got to adjust the mindset. Mm-hmm. You have to really lock down what you want to do, how you want to do it, and the steps that you need to take to do it. And if you can do that, everything else becomes so much easier. And when you do that, it helps not only yourself, it helps your mind, it helps your mental health, it helps, you know, any possible thing that you can think of in this journey, it will help once you switch that mindset. And once you realize this is what I want to do, this is how I'm going to do it. And then once you start doing it, it just becomes second nature. Now, to go a little bit deeper on that, what was your mindset like before and after? Not before and after, because that implies that the journey is over, but we'll say before and currently. So before my mindset was, I really don't care. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And, you know, that really started to take a toll on me mentally and physically because I was just, you know, I had to keep buying bigger clothes. None of my clothes that I currently had fit. And, you know, if I played soccer, I'd be winded within like five minutes of running. And now, um, you know, most of my clothes that I do own don't really fit me, but I mean, that's fine because I, I prefer to have my clothes be a little bit baggier, but like, um, so like, you know, my clothes fit better. My, this is probably the best I've been mentally in, I don't know, seven, eight years, just because of a whole lot of stuff that's gone on that has taken a toll on me, but I haven't felt this great in a while. And that's the biggest thing from switching my mindset is I'm, a little bit, I'm way more diligent with what I eat. I try, I do a much better job of controlling my like cravings for, you know, food that I'm not supposed to eat. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, occasionally we're all going to, you know, have a couple cheap meals. It is what it is, or a couple snacks that you're not supposed to eat, but I'm not eating those in abundance anymore. And that has helped <clears throat> tremendously because now I eat just so much better and I do so much better because I'm doing that. Plus I'm for like basically forcing myself to work out seven days a week. I love it. I love it. So mindset number one, what's number two? Number two would definitely be, um, the caloric intake. I never really, I never realized how much of an effect that had on 
this until I started doing that because once I started doing that, it became I start I would lose like three pounds a week um, because I was not eating. I was eating enough for myself, but I was also training myself to not overeat uh, for certain meals or um, you know just throughout the day. How how do you go about? Do you go about tracking? the actual number or do you go kind of just based off of feel or like how, how do you go about measuring that in your head? So I go more of um, just feel and like look as opposed to like actually tracking because um, sometimes I don't like there's like times like if I'm out, out at a restaurant or something, I'm not going to know the amount of calories that are in whatever I'm going to order off the menu because most of the time I don't know what I'm going to order. but when I just kind of, you know, in my head, make like mental notes as to, okay, this is not, you know, like, for example, my lunch most days is literally just um, low calorie, low calorie bread with turkey, cheddar cheese, or some type of cheese. And then um, it's I've been using Tabasco sweet and spicy sauce and Tabasco sriracha to give it a little kick in flavor. And those each have like, 15 calories or less per teaspoon so it's like not that bad i don't put a lot on and then like a handful of of chips for lunch so like that's like my standard lunch that i basically eat every day uh in the uh, morning i started uh drinking protein shakes which are like 160 calories and then snack wise it's i try to snack on something that's like a little bit over 100 calories or at the 100 calorie mark so it's not you know, too bad. And I'm not just adding a whole bunch of calories and stuff. So, but you know, and then dinner, it just all kind of depends. I I like that because it's very realistic. Um, Some people do enjoy tracking every single bit of every single meal and say, no, three strips of bacon is X much. I'm going to do four. I'm going to do two. Or I, you know, weighing food before and after for meal prep, and if if people are like that, then then great. Um, I can tell you that I'm not like that, <laughs> um, and it, it sounds like you've kind of found a middle of you know what certain foods have and you know what certain foods don't have, and you kind of just lean towards the foods that you're you're comfortable eating and taste good. I like that you use the Tabasco, by the way. Um, <laughs> But you're also being realistic of, once again, you know, here and then I'm going to go to a restaurant and I'm going to eat something good. And, you know, I, I wouldn't even consider it a cheat. It's just, you know, again, it comes back to the the eating habits and the movement habits, right? And if you do something on a one-off, it's not a habit. That's just a, yeah. it's just an event. Um, but before we hear three, four, and five, we'll take a quick commercial break and we will be right back. So don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Team Builder. If you're a physical therapist, fitness coach, or personal trainer, you need to know that Team Builder is the number one app for exercise prescription. Whether you're working with a few clients one-on-one as a side hustle, or you're working with hundreds of athletes in an academy setting, there's no better app to prescribe exercises for remote or in-person training than Team Builder. As someone who's used Team Builder for over two years, I can wholeheartedly say, It saves me time and helps my clients perform at their best. 
As a bonus, Team Builder is offering a 12-week soccer strength and conditioning program that comes with your 14-day free trial. This program focuses on increasing strength, power, and speed, all while reducing risk of injury. Head over to teambuilder.com and sign up with the code SFE to get started. VTruve is a reliable, affordable, and easy-to-use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about VTruve today. Okay, we are back on the soccer fitness experience. Nick, let's get straight back into it. Number three, what do we got? Number three for me has definitely got to be music. Music mm. is without a doubt has been the, one of the bigger um, influential pieces to this whole journey is because I've I'm a big I'm a big music guy. I listen to a lot of different types of music. And when you sit down and start to really listen to lyrics and stuff, it helps. And on top of that, too, with Peloton, I mean, a lot of it is, is specifically music based where a lot of classes are you know, like uh, hip hop or, you know, rock, whatever. There's a whole different uh, types of genres that you can choose from when you're using Peloton. And uh, I found myself, I I tend to ride a little bit more towards on the uh, like pop punk. So like Blink-182, things like that. And then there's obviously metal, which, you know, that one is <clears throat> always a, a bitch, if I'll be completely honest, but I forced myself <laughs> to do it. Um <laughs> Cause it's just way more intense than all the other classes, but like, that's pretty much what I, you know, I listen to music basically every single day and it helps me kind of realize, okay, you know, I listen to the lyrics and when you listen to the specific songs, different lyrics, it resonates with you as to how these people were, were going through something similar where now you're going through, you know, what you're going through now on this journey and having that, you know, similar experience kind of line up with yours, it, it helps tremendously. Cause like on Peloton, my favorite, my favorite ride that I take no matter ever, at least once a month is the Lincoln park ride. Cause I'm a big Lincoln park fan. And that ride just, it resonates with me all the time. It just makes me feel so much better listening to that type of music while I'm exercising. And it helps out tremendously. Mm, I like that. I like that. And it, it sounds like whenever you're listening to whatever music you want, um, it helps put you in like a good mindset, which goes back to like our number one, right? Of like, yeah, I'm here to work. I'm here to enjoy myself and uh, I'm here to get a good outcome. So that, that's really cool that that music is is helpful. Um, what's number four? What do we got? So number four would be just try different things. because. For me, a lot of it was I was riding, just doing straight cardio for seven days a week. And that was at like, you know, 30, that was like 30 to like 50 minutes a, uh, a day for that. And what I started now doing is um, when I ride the bike at the end of when I'm done riding, I add at least like 10 minutes of like arms and light weights just to work out my arms a little bit. And then now I take two days off the bike to strictly do, um, 
upper body and lower body with some core workouts and then for cardio since i'm not riding the bike i do shadow boxing so that's twice a week and just to switch things up and when you really start to add differently to your stacks of workouts that you do um peloton makes it really easy for that which is great but for me it's just it's i I appreciate having like someone else there telling me exactly what I need need to do because I'm still not like, you know, confident enough to even to do some of these things, um, some of these workouts. But when you start to switch things up, you really start to feel the difference in how your body responds. For those listening right now who are under the age of 22, or know a soccer player that is under the age of 22, listen carefully to these next few questions. Nick, so you're telling me that at the beginning of your your journey, you were essentially doing cardio seven days a week. Yep. And so. you felt like <clears throat> after switching from doing cardio from seven days a week to switching it up, doing a little bit of mobility, doing a little bit of shadow boxing, do a little bit of strength. You feel like you're better now. Why is that? So I feel like I'm I'm better because I was only working out my lower half of my body. I was not focusing anywhere remotely close to the upper half of my body. And when I started incorporating the upper body stuff, even the lower body stuff, I still do um, like lower body exercises and, you know, really work out my and like strengthen my legs so I can continue to do the bike. But it, I feel like it helps more because now I just, I feel like so much better. Like, I feel like I have a little bit more strength in my arms, which I used to not have. And I think it really helps. It helps you because when you give yourself that break of, okay, I'm not going to ride the bike. I'm not going to do even the bike, even though the bike is like low impact, it still takes a lot out of you. And when you take that break, you give your legs, your hips a little bit of a break, and then you can work them out in a different way to kind of, you know, help build uh, mobility. So, like, one thing I've also started doing is um, I do yoga and Pilates to work out my core and, like, my flexibility and mobility because I'm not very flexible to begin with. And that's helped tremendously, too. We're going to come right back to that. We're going to come right back to that because soccer players, this is a very important point for you. Nick, out of the cycling, out of shadow boxing, out of mobility, out of upper body workouts, what would you say your core tenant is? Which one of those four is the most important for you for your journey? So for me, I th- I feel like it's cycling just because a lot of my cardio comes from that and a lot of my burned calories come from that. Cause like, for example, I did a 45 minute ride before, um, I hopped on and I burned like 800 calories, uh, plus just in that 45 minutes of a ride. And I mean, a lot of the times too, now I'll be upping my mileage on the bike. So I do 18 to 20 a day. It just kind of depends on how much time, how much, you know, I actually, how much I feel like doing. Cause I have to add a little bit more to do the 20. Sometimes I do more. Most I've ridden is 28 miles in a day. And that was uh, a little bit rough, but like since I've started, I've done well over, I'm pretty sure I'm 
I'm either close to over 2,000 in total miles, but each month so far, the last two months, I've hit over 400 or 400 miles just in the specific month. Now, if cycling is the most important out of those four, do you feel like the other three and everything else that you do allows you to cycle at a higher intensity or for a longer duration? Yes, I do feel that because when I strengthen my legs via like a lower body workout or something, you know, I work out the different muscle groups in my legs as opposed to just my quads, glutes and calves. And when you work those out in a little bit of a different way, I feel like it it helps increase your um, mobility a little bit and it helps increase your you know, what you're doing on the bike. Cause I feel like, you know, since I've started doing that, I feel like I've been able to put a little bit more power behind the uh, pedal and I've been able to increase my resistance a little bit more, um, as time's gone on. So like, for example, uh, when I would do like there, uh, there's like flat roads and stuff when you're taking a class and it's usually like 20 to 30, um, resistance, which is not, not a lot, like, but in the beginning that was a lot for me. Now my base resistance for, like flat roads and just in general is like 45 and that's what i do for the majority of the class i never really go below 30 i never really go below 38 or even 40 that's like the lowest i'll go but i have hit 75 80 resistance a couple times but when you it really starts to show when you like actually start focusing on those different types of things and like the other thing too with my upper body I feel like I'm able to actually put a little bit more power behind my punches when I'm shadow boxing. I love this. I love this because we, we've been hammering this on, on the pod for, for quite some time of if your main method of fitness is soccer um, and to you, that version is cycling, right? Um, mm-hmm. You can't just do soccer, 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 soccer. There has to be a, a mix of other things as well. You have to be able to go in the gym and, you know, work on your speed, work on your strength, work on your power. And that's going to show in your activity, right? Just like how it showed for you when, you know, you're on the bike and you feel like you have more power in your legs and you're able to pedal with more resistance. It's the same on the field where you'll feel more powerful. Just like with you, if you're doing your stretching um, regularly, if you're doing your mobility regularly, you'll see that and you'll feel that during your main activity. So just because you're doing something that's not directly applied to the activity that you want to do, that does not mean that you're not going to benefit. In fact, it can make your experience doing your main activity even better. And now you can do it for even longer so you can get even more of the outcome that you want. Um, so, so thank you so much for sharing that with us. But let's bring it home. What's number five? Number five is just have fun. You got mm. to find some way to, to make it fun. And like for me, you know, you, you know me very well as opposed to how I've the ways that I tend to make this fun is I go and I take uh, in-person classes in New York, um, mm. which is a lot of fun. I have so much fun doing those. Um, you know, it, it sucks getting into New York because I have to take public transportation, but, it, you know, which is annoying at times. But it's just a lot of fun going into the Peloton studio going into the class a lot of the a lot of the classes i've taken so far have been like you know uh they've had good music been a lot of fun and that's the one thing i i try to like hammer into this is that now instead of me thinking of it as a chore i think of it as you know 
it's just fun. I'm putting in the work. It's, you know, going to pay off. And that's the one thing that, you know, you can kind of like hope for that you can think of how this goes. I love it. I love that because again, the, the whole journey that you're on right now, I mean, journeys are journeys. They're not, they're not a, uh, a Google maps route, right? (laughs) A journey is, is something that, you know, you're going to be on for, for quite some time, possibly for, for many, many years. And who wants to do something that long if you don't enjoy it? Right. So, um, it is really important guys for, for you to, whatever you're doing, make sure you enjoy it. Make sure it's realistic because at the end of the day, again, it's about changing habits, right? And if you don't enjoy something, it will almost never be a habit for you in the long term. Um, yeah, Nick, thank you so much for for sharing everything you have today. You have your own podcast or podcasts, I can yeah. say. Uh, why, why don't we share it out? Why don't, why don't you tell the listeners where we can find you, where we can listen, so hear more about your your adventures and everything. Yeah, so um, the newest podcast that I've been doing, it's called Clipping In. You can find that out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, the whole uh, whole lot of different platforms. Um, and that is where I basically do deep dive of my journey so far, touch upon um, you know the mental health aspect and things like that, which is something I never really thought I'd ever talk about, but it's been helping me tremendously. And so you can go check that out. And the other podcast that I do, which is currently on break because the NHL season hasn't started, is called Devils with a Deke. And that you can also find Spotify, Apple, Google, everything. Love it, love it. And Clipping In and uh, Devils with a Deke will be listed in our description if you guys want to check it out there. And you're also on Instagram, yeah? Where where can we find you on the IG? Uh, So my Instagram is uh, for... The Devils with a Deke, it's just Devils with a Deke, all lowercase. Um, and then for Clipping In, it's called, it's Clipping In Pod in all lowercase. And you can also find me on TikTok on, um, for Clipping In, because that's where I post a lot of the, I post a lot of clips and stuff on there. And it's the same as my Instagram name. Love it. Perfect. Nick Scortino, thank you so much for joining the show. Guys, thank you all for listening. Peace and love, and we'll see you all next week.